life work and the many aspirations that we have tend to take us down many directions. On the other hand, there is countless research that tells us about the power of focus. Single-mindedness and constantly working on the same objective are the quickest routes to reaching our goals. In this episode, we explore how focus can contribute to improving your life. Fernanda Matsinhe talks us through some of her life experiences and how focus played a positive role in both life and work. Fernanda Matsine was chosen as one of the emerging leaders for Africa by the Obama Foundation. Thank you for joining Real Life Conversations, where we uncover extraordinary stories of not-so-ordinary people. Isn't everyone's real story worth sharing? Join me, Shamila Wilson, as I talk to many fascinating people whose life journeys are as remarkable as yours. Fernanda, welcome to Real Life Conversations. Your Twitter bio describes your mission as becoming your ancestors' wildest dreams. Can you tell me more about that? Thank you. It's so good to be here with you, Shamila. Uh, This bio is going to get me in trouble sometimes. But I normally have two different answers, and I'm going to try to give you both in a very short time. It is more because I'm always someone, I'm very spiritual or connected. I always believe that we are here on the backs of our ancestors, those that came before us. And by saying that my, I'm my ancestors' wildest dreams is always through my journey to acknowledge their part in my life and also to be accountable it somehow so that when I do things, I enter into spaces, I interact with people, I always have this sense of responsibility that is never just about me, is about those that came before me and is about those that are looking at me. So it's always that idea that there's someone out there somehow looking at me and saying, yes, my child, go my child, or stop my child. So it always gives me sense of grounding, of direction. That's how it came about that I always identify like I know. And for me, it, it's particularly more strong because I've lost my father before um, I was born. So when I say my ancestors, I talk about all of those, but I, I sometimes I'm very specific about him in which I say uh, I should have been his wildest dream because... I was still in my mother belly before he passed. So I always imagine how hard it was for him to say that. And it was through an accident. So it was like, okay, I'm going, I'm leaving this one without even. So I always, it's like how I hold myself accountable. I sometimes interact, say, what would my father think? It's good that I can put anything in my mind. He can think good, bad. So it's always a way to ground me and to make sure that whatever I do is not just about me. It's about everyone that came before and most important ones that are looking after me. That's how I say I'm achieving my ancestors' wildest dreams. When I met you, one of the things that I that I noticed about you and that was so clear to me was how opportunity hungry you were. You were able to identify opportunities all around you in every single thing that you were interested in. Right. And I imagine that is one of the secrets of your success. 
Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about that phase of your life where you just went after every single opportunity that was available to you? Uh, when you're talking with someone that knows you more than they should, that's the result. I think that phase it was a good portion of my life was exactly like that. I think it's a little bit, um, a lot linked to the fact that I always wanted to achieve more. So for me, you don't let an opportunity go wasted at the time, even if that opportunity is not the best or is not aligned with what you want to achieve, or sometimes even is not aligned with your own values, but you just, it's an opportunity. You just grab it and make the best of it. So... And this was making me a little bit, I'll say, tired, exhausted, because I was all over the place, literally. Like, uh, and sometimes someone would ask me, what do you do? Even to answer what do you do would be like, uh, yeah, I deal with data management. I work with international NGOs. I like the answer would never be straight because I was somehow all over the place. Like I run a nonprofit about women and girls, like, you do a lot, but at the end, it wasn't uh, well aligned with what I wanted. So uh, when I started to recognize those signs that, like, uh, you are kind of getting lost, Nanda, I recognized that I needed help. So that's how I remember that I met you. That's why you, you always remember that, because that was the moment that I really said, no, I need this. I had identified the problem and I knew that the solution wouldn't be just with me. I needed that extra support. So I went through this journey that I need to find someone that somehow will understand me, will identify with me and will really take me through this journey of um, focusing more. I think our journey or what I did was more exactly about focus. I was focused on 10 things, 20 things, but I wanted to focus on two or three or four maximum that would really achieve the best results. So getting someone was one of the things that I did. And when I look back, was one of the best things that I did. Someone that was there just for it, not just friends or colleagues. You always have, I always have, I say that I have my board, um, board of mentors sometimes they don't even know that they're my mentors but i use them as that like when i want something more like okay i'm in this 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 situation but it was always biased it was always they always wanted to see me happy and they they kind of realized that this one is happy when she's all over the place and so all of their either advice or direction were always in directions like no that's not it so i needed someone that was really had my best interest and wasn't afraid of hurting me or telling me the truth on my face. So that was one of the best things that I did to kind of focus more on, on the right opportunities. And I, I'm, I, I'll say I'm opportunistic or grabbing opportunities in recovery. I'm not fully recovered. I think this is part of my trade. I'll always be like that. I'll always uh, see opportunities and like want to jump. But now I have that time to step back, look at it two times, maybe direct someone else to that opportunity. I do that a lot now. Like, that's not for me. 
So share with someone else or really sometimes prepare someone else not that sell thing. Or simple closing the door, saying no, which is very difficult. Used to be very difficult to say no. Thank you for that. Um, I resonate completely with that. I think coming from, both of us come from context where we were constantly told there are not a lot of opportunities. So when we were able to identify the opportunities, of course, we jumped on it. Um, but then kind of realize, you know, you don't have to jump on every single opportunity that presents itself. And I think you talk about that journey. So this thing around becoming a little bit more focused, you know, has a way of slowing you down, um, which is hard to do because I know you have big dreams. You you want to conquer the world, as as I, I remember from our conversations. Um, tell me a little bit about that journey of, of slowing down and taking stock and adjusting yourself, um, you know, from that previous disposition of just jumping on opportunities to kind of slowing yourself down a little bit and asking more questions. Tell me a little bit about that process for you. Ah, uh, that one was hard. I think it still is somehow, as I said in my previous answer. Um, because you, at the time, I remember sometimes uh, journaling. I'm very, like, focused to do list, doing my journal, etc. I used to thrive on finishing a week and see my long to-do list and see all of those things that I was doing, like, you know, everyone, the vibe, like, busy, uh, it's good, or et cetera. And then when I started kind of focus, I, 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 I realized that, like, uh, it was less, right? It was more quality, yes. That's something that I, 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 I really, 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 I got some opportunity that was really more about quality, but it scared me a bit, to be honest, because that's how I always operated on jumping here, jumping there, helping here, helping there. Even in the helping part, I was always, I am a bit of a giver. So at the time that I start saying no, at the time that I start like focus more on myself, it was a bit scary because it looked like you are not being you. But then I realized that that you was something else. So... To be honest, it was difficult, but once I, I started to see results, I started to see how it was making me feel like more, we will overuse the word focused, but that was it exactly. Feel more focused, feel more uh, grounded, like feel happy about the prospects of what was coming, not just because I would have all those opportunities, but always a little bit anxious, like, is this it, is this it everywhere? But when you're like certain, like, ah, that would be it. It's so nice. So that that moment was like, yeah, this is it. And it started getting easy with the time, right? It started getting easy to say no. It started getting easy to simple um do things on my way. I remember, to be specific, I think last year, I had, I, I call it an epiphany, a moment that my two personalities came. The one that says yes for everything, wanted, came, and I said yes to an opportunity that obvious was not for me. But very quick, I was very quick to realize that was not, and I backtracked. I remember, I think I chat with you about it, and you just say to me, you know what to do. 
And I always knew what to do. Like, I, the other Fernando would never say, no, you already compromised, you already signed the contract, you already doing the job, like, you can't just leave now. But this Fernando that knew, that had the focus, knew already that, no, that's not for me. It was hard. Everyone around me, many people around me wouldn't understand me. But those that knew what I was doing, they were like, yeah, you're probably right. I remember my mother, like, family, they wouldn't understand, like, how would you do that? I'm like, no, it's not for me. And that was, for me, the epiphany of, like, I'm a new person. That moment, I remember writing down, like, wow, you have come so far to achieve that, to be really focused. So that was very good. Subscribe to Real Life Conversations wherever you get your podcasts. And please share this episode with whoever you think may find it interesting. Enjoy the rest of this episode. I, I like that you refer to yourself as um, a recovering opportunistic person. <laughs> I, I love I love that framing of it, and and I think it, it's it's quite true, right? Like whatever we have to overcome, we have to overcome for the rest of our lives. Like it will show up in different forms, at different ways to challenge us to see whether we are still clear. And um, and thank you for sharing that example. I think that was so concrete. But I mean, now that you look at yourself, right? Um, what would you say at this particular moment as we having this conversation is the dream, you know, because that's the thing, like your focus is determined by what it is that you envision for your life. So what, what is the dream that you have for yourself right now that, that helps you choose the opportunities that you want? Uh. I still have a couple. I don't have to dream. Remember, I'm an opportunistic in recovery. <laughs> so I'll never have one buried with me. Uh, but to be honest, the dream, the dream, it's... I want to make sure that I'm always serving people. I... want to make sure that I tell stories that matter and that by telling those stories, I have opportunity to yield change, especially on things that I'm, are, are really close to my heart in terms of women education or people education in general. Like I, I want to be able to really have a good influence and be in spaces that I, and not just my voice. I'm, I'm a very people person. I don't believe if I'm a, if I'm the smartest in the room doesn't work. I really love to like always be around people that inspire me. So I want to always be in those spaces and I want to, and most important go Whenever I go back and sleep at night, feel at peace with whatever I did. That's more important. For a very long time, I used to work and not feel at peace with whatever I was doing. So it seems cliche, but it's really because for me, I know how to achieve every, like I would say everything else, how to do the steps to, like my dreams are not attached to, I don't know, 
I don't know how many thousands of income, etc. Because I know those things. How can I do? How I do? But to just go at night and sleep in peace and wake up feeling energized to work, it's very, very important to me. So this is part of my dream. And of course, on a personal level, be able to build my family and maintain my connections and be there for everyone that needs me. But most important, always be there for me. So that's a little bit of a dream. Not a dream because, it's, yeah, it's a dream in between. It strikes me that none of those are contradictory to one another, right? And I think, I think that that's, um, that's at the heart of not being focused. When you're focused, it means that all of the different things you want for yourself, that's part of your vision, actually feel like they saw they quite connected and so what you're saying is your dream is ultimately to make a difference by bringing forward the different stories of the different people that matter around the issues that matter for you and I think also the dream is to live a life that feels like it's meaningful um, not only for yourself but for your family and for the people around you and I mean it feels like your dream is quite clear um, so, uh, so it's it's interesting that you still think that that it's still all over the place. So, I mean, just just that reframing. You, you, there, there's a lot more clarity because I think when I first met you, it was there were twenty things in that, in the ways that you articulated what you wanted for yourself. So, I do feel like there's been a big shift that's happened. And so, when you think about um, you know, so what it sounds like the biggest success has been, has been, you know, having that clarity of focus. And then um, what is the next thing for you right now? Like at the moment, what is what is the thing that you're wanting to to kind of put your energy and focus on? Um, can we, sorry, can we stop a bit? Because I really didn't hear you well this last question. Okay, I'm saying... Um, what is the thing that you want to put your energy and focus on right now, having come to this point of having this increased focus in your life? I have two things, never one, that I want to put my full energy on now, that I am putting my full energy. Um, one of them keeps being... Maintain myself healthy. For a very long time, I kind of neglected a little bit. The grinds mentality always makes us neglect a little bit ourselves. So I came to the realization that whenever I have good night's sleeps, whenever I eat well, I drink water, I go for my walks, I do those little things that we always neglect, I end up having much better productivity in every other area of my life. So this is really my number one focus, which is linked to my number two focus that is finished to build uh, my brand. I, in this process, I've always worked directly for companies, for people, and I'm in a process that working 100% to myself. So this is where I have my immediate energy now. And completing my portfolio, putting myself out there, looking for the opportunities that are aligned with the values that the, of the brand I'm creating and 
yeah, I network a lot, build things around it. And I remember once I told you, I want to be like, did I tell you that? I wanna, yeah, I want to be a reference or the number one person when they look for uh, data visualization in in international development in Southern Africa. They need to know my name. They know for they know my name for some other things, but I really want to be specific about about that. Great. I I really think what you're saying is important. So what you're saying important is first of all, focus in and of itself is not the only thing that you need, right? What you're saying is the first thing you need is to know clearly what it is that you want. So your dream and your vision. And then the second piece that you just shared is the piece around the habits. Like, you know, you stay focused when you take care of yourself, when you have these little habits, taking care of what you eat, exercising, taking care of your body in the multiple ways that it needs you to do, and obviously taking care of your relationships. So, you know, so those little habits, like, you know, that helps with focus. And then the third thing you say is like focus is also maintained by taking little steps towards that which you want to achieve. You know, so as you're saying, getting your portfolio done, um, doing all these things to get yourself out there so that, as you say, everybody will know Fernanda Matsinhe, um, you know, as this person in Southern Africa that everybody can go to around data and documentation um, in the region. So that's really important. Um, we're coming to the end of our conversation. I think what I want to ask you is if... If there was somebody else that was struggling to stay focused, that was really feeling, you know, because we are living in the age where we are bombarded with information, with opportunities, with so much that kind of takes our attention in so many directions. What would you say to somebody that that is struggling to kind of finding their focus? I'll say, take a step back and reevaluate your why and most important in your why, always put at the center yourself. Look for help if you need. It's always important. People underestimate you know, in Africa, we have so many African properties, like it takes a village, you know. It's not just to until you are 20 or something when you go out. I, I feel that our life, like, till the end, it takes a village, not just to grow a child, to grow a child. But even when you send the child to the world, you still have that village around you. That's how we operate. So if you also take a maybe a village, a little bit more small village to make you focused, but do not neglect the help that people around you can give you. Professional help. I really, I am very much like certain that I wouldn't have done or arrive at this stage where I feel much more focused if I hadn't looked for help, if I hadn't had someone like you doing this journey with me because it was more about clarity. I knew everything. I just had to go through all the rubbish, all the noise, all the everything. Like, as you say, now we have so much information. You go to Twitter, it's like you're bombarded. 
so much. You go to LinkedIn, you are bombarded. Everywhere you go, you are bombarded with so much information and everything else. So take a step back, find your why, find help if you can, and do not feel guilty. It will come slow. I say it, I feel focused, but I'm still in recovery. And I'll never like be fully comfortable, like I'm 100% focused, but I know I can at some point also, even if not for many opportunities, even sometimes getting the wrong focus. So it always makes me grounded to remember that I've always to continue to, to grow. And most important, it's okay, you are enough. Things come slow. Uh, you don't have to rush for everything. Uh, your really, really, really opportunities will never miss you. Those that are meant to you, they never, ever miss you. It might feel that they you missed something now, but I can assure you they will never miss you. So that's my advice. That's how I arrive where I am now. And I'm still on the journey. I like to think like that. I'm still on the journey of focus. I'll, I'll never be complete or arrived and feel 100%. Mm-hmm. Boring. Uh, a little bit, if I'm to be honest. <laughs> but it's not boring as boring. It's. Uh, I even think like I am 30 something, my early 30s. I think for the. I'm still a millennial, I think, yeah. But I think for the young ones, like 20-something, might be even much more because those are the people that really grew up bombarded with much information. So once you're telling them to slow down, to be less, it, it feels boring at first. But then once you're in the journey, you realize that actually it's not boring. It's just being present, you know. Uh, so, yeah, you might get that feeling of bored a little bit, but if you're focused on the right things, you realize that, no, it's actually so good to be, you know, on the flow, on the vibe for the right things. Because I do think when you're all over the place, you never get to fully be on the flow because you're always being pushed to all the sides. So it might feel a little bit boring at the first, but don't worry, things will get better. Thank you so much, Fernanda, for those nuggets of wisdom and for sharing your story, I think, um, and being open to share it so openly and candidly with everybody. And yeah, thank you for joining Real Life Conversations. Is there anything, anywhere where people can reach you beyond this conversation? Do you have any social media or any writing or pages where people can see your work? Um, Thank you, Shamila. It was lovely more than I expected. It's always, even though it always feels therapeutic to talk with you, (laughs) even in a podcast, in a conversation that was more, it always feels therapeutic. I, as part of reducing the noise, I am doing very little social media, but yes, I am there. I most often do Twitter. You can find me in Nanda Mazzini, at Nanda Mazzini. It's my Twitter, not Fernanda, Nanda, which is my short name. Uh, for work opportunities, I'm on LinkedIn, Fernanda Matsing as well. And very soon you have find also fernandamatsing.com where you have my portfolio and also how to contact me still on building. But yeah, that's how you get. But on Twitter, you 
you'll kind of interact more with me more often and on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Fernanda. Thank you for joining me on Real Life Conversations. Did you find at least one interesting nugget from this episode? Please share it with your network.